One of the most important lessons and the most beneficial lessons that I have learned from a long-term sustained mindfulness practice, and I do want to say that this has nothing to do with me personally. This is just what happens when someone chooses to continue this practice over the long term. It's available to all of us and any of us that want to, to do this and undertake this. But that lesson, it's also been very life-affirming and very beneficial. And I would say it like this. What I think is happening or how I think it is, in a lot of cases, is not actually how it is. I don't want to say that I am always wrong about that. There are times when clearly my take on a situation or my perspective on a situation is in fact very accurate or at least somewhat accurate. I shouldn't say very accurate, but it's, you know, I, I definitely sometimes have some idea of what is happening and how it is. And it doesn't really matter so much how often that I am. It's not even about being right. It's not even about having that right perspective. What it really is about, and this has taken me a long time to realize this, is it's not so much about the, you know, being right or not being right, as it really is about being in touch with how my mind is processing what's going on right in front of me, what's happening around me, what people are saying to me, and in some cases what they're not saying to me and what they are doing to me or what they aren't doing to me. It goes much deeper than really the, the concern about being right about what I think or how I think that it is. And I know this is getting rather basic, but I have found sometimes after decades of engaging in this practice and engaging in mindful coping, which really is a very related practice, but there's also some differences. It's really more what I call being mindful on our feet. It's being mindful in the midst of life where it's all happening, where we don't have the opportunity to sit still on a cushion or to sit comfortably or to stand or really don't have an opportunity to do anything that we do that allows us to be centered and be in a flow state. Much of the time in life, we simply have to show up and be here and deal with whatever it is that's in front of us. So there again, it's even more important. I know it's one thing to catch myself in the act of thinking I know how it is or you know what is going on or how someone is communicating with me or what it is they're trying to do to me when things are very calm. It's a much different undertaking to do that when I'm in the middle of life where it is all happening. And that's really, really what I'm looking at here is, is that it's important to know that there is some way for us to be able to have some idea of how, you know, at least what our minds are telling us about the situation. I don't, when, when I become aware of the fact that my mind is processing something in a certain way or I'm engaged in thinking repetitive thoughts about something, I really don't want to worry so much about whether it's right or whether it's true. And I know that seems a little counterintuitive. I know that sometimes, counterintuitive, I know that sometimes there have been situations in which I have shared that with people who I've taught mindfulness to or who I've worked with that seem to be a little bit bewildered by that or not sure what to do with that. That it really is not about, this is not really 
fact checking. It's not really about getting to the truth because, you know, the first concern is just being aware that our minds are getting carried away with something that somehow we are so busy, or in this case, I just want to talk about myself. I can't speak for anyone else. You know, what is actually happening to me when I am so busy, I am so locked in thought and in thinking that something is a certain way. I had several situations happen this week where an old long-term pattern of mine, a long-term habit of mine surfaced and showed itself, and I don't necessarily see it all of the time. As someone who has struggled with chronic depression for most of my life, this is definitely on what I call my list of greatest hits. This is a trick that my mind tends to play on me and there again, I don't want to, I don't want to imply that there's anything magical about this. It's just when I say that it's a trick that it's playing on me, what I'm really saying is I have some sort of long-term habit of reacting to something about the way that I feel physically or the way that I'm feeling even mentally. And if I'm in a situation where my energy is not really clear, when I am kind of low energy and not really feeling great about myself or even good about myself, there is a tendency when I'm interacting with other people or when I'm involved in situations with other people to habitually think. And there again, I want to put the emphasis on this. Think. I'm thinking. That's all that's happening here. I'm not, I'm not really in a clear state of mind. If I'm so busy thinking, I know how it all is. And I think that I know what exactly is going on, and I think I know how people feel about me, I very well could be wrong. I, I very well could not really be completely in tune with what's going on, and it happened several times to me this week, and I found it really, I, f- I feel really compelled to talk about that some. When I find myself, and it's to the point anymore, where all I really have to do is just pay attention. I know this about myself. I know that I am prone to this habit of mind, to engaging in this habit of thought. So if I'm paying attention, I'm not having to try to keep myself from doing it. I just am trying to as much as I can. And there again, I don't even want to use the word try. I'm just allowing myself to monitor what is going on in my head. I can pay attention to the thoughts themselves. And I have several habits of thought or habits of mind that I keep a watchful eye out for. And it's not to judge myself. It's not to make me feel bad about myself or to judge myself harshly or to beat myself up emotionally. It's really just about saving myself a lot of unnecessary suffering because I know this is just a game that I'm playing with myself. And it sounds silly to talk about it this way, But it's so human. This is something that so many people I've talked with over the years find themselves doing. I think everyone most likely has a different variety or a different top ten or a top five, whatever you want to call it, of these types of habits of mind or habits of thought. They're, you know, things that are very familiar and comfortable to us and that we can find ourselves doing without even, you know, without even realizing that we're doing it. And the sufferings can start pretty quickly if I'm not paying attention to that. And so when I, this is one of mine, I really get myself caught in thinking that other people are thinking something about me. And it's usually negative. And somehow what I find is that once I start thinking it, 
then I get very wrapped up in looking for evidence. It's like I'm paying so much attention to the way that they're looking at me, to their tone of voice, to their overall demeanor, that I can very quickly convince myself that someone is, is thinking negatively of me or doesn't feel good about me for some reason or doesn't feel good about uh, being acquainted with me or knowing me or interacting with me, that I can very quickly without a whole lot of effort, convince myself that that's the case. And I've noticed that when I, I've noticed that when I do this and I'm really believing it, I'm really buying into it, that I will tend to shut myself off from people. If I have already made up my mind that people somehow don't feel comfortable with me, don't feel good about me, there's just, you know, I know somehow there's just something about me and, and, and I'm saying this really laughingly because it does seem so ridiculous to say these things out loud. But it's, you know, again, it is so human. This is so normal for human beings to do this. And there again, this isn't my opinion. This is just my experience. I'm not trying to put this forth as something that's a belief of mine. I just know that for myself, this is something that's so easy to find myself in this position. It's so easy for me to catch myself in the act of doing this. And I did it a lot this week. There were numerous interactions I had with people who I have over the, you know, the, the months or years or however long it's been, have been very, very comfortable with generally and usually feel, you know, good or at least pretty good about my being acquainted with them and the line of communication that I have with them. And for some reason this week, it just, it wasn't happening for me. Somehow I was really attuned to the negative I was really, for some reason, without really even trying to go there, I was going there. I was feeling unsure about myself. I felt like certainly if I'm unsure of myself, they have to be unsure of me. If I, for some reason I'm not feeling good about myself, then of course, how could anybody feel good about me? And even if this is to the point where I've had this happen before, even when people have picked up on it and I've said, that I think for some reason maybe I think they're uncomfortable with me or maybe is, you know, is something wrong, that someone will look at me and say, no, you know, Jeff, there's nothing wrong. It's really okay. I, I don't have a problem with you. There's not, I don't, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's really fine. There are times where I have, I can get myself so wrapped up in believing that I know there just has to be something wrong. There has to be, I know how it is somehow. I, I somehow have convinced myself that no matter what they say, it's really what I am believing about this. And when I do that, I'm not open-minded at all. My mind gets very closed. I only see it my way. I only, it's, it's only how I think that it all is. And that has been something that has been very detrimental to me. I think it has also been something that has facilitated me not being completely open with people, not being willing to be vulnerable with people. And it's also facilitated me living a life for many, many years of being really reclusive and really kind of keeping to myself. So, and regardless of why I do that, I, and there again, that, that is all speculation as well. How can I really know for sure why I'm doing anything like this? And so I don't want to get really wrapped up in trying to understand that or find the answer. All I really want to do and all I have found that it really takes in these kinds of situations is for me to just simply be aware that I have decided that I know how it all is. 
I know how people feel about me. I know that, you know, if I really have convinced myself that people are feeling negative about me in some way, then that's all I really have to do. Once I am there, that's all there is. And it's, you know, it's almost like it's, it's you know, in terms of, you know, within myself, I'm no longer open to any discussion about it. I've made up my mind. The good news is I can say that because of the fact that I was aware of this and that I spent most of this week for some reason feeling this way and there again I you know however I felt I can't really describe it but it led to me thinking and speculating about how I think that it is with other people and how I think that they feel about me. And when I do this I know that I can spend a lot of time not really being focused on what is really going on with people. I can't see the good things that are happening because I am so busy thinking that I know that there, you know, how it all is and that there must be something wrong. And what I found is from the standpoint of coping, that if I really am so busy thinking these self-defeating thoughts, that it really is very difficult for me to do the work that I need to do. And I experienced some of that this week. I found that it was a little harder to do the things that I usually enjoy doing. It was a little, it was a little tougher to get into the zone, to feel like I was really doing what it was that I needed to do. I was not feeling like myself, but I realize in retrospect, a lot of the reason why I didn't feel like myself was because I was busy thinking thoughts about who I was and how it all was and how people were feeling about me. There's no way that I really could have been open to or seen any of the joy in these small moments and in these small things that happen in life and just to be to be grateful for what is because of the fact that I was making it unnecessarily hard on myself and if I can just realize that there's all I can really do in these moments when I catch myself doing this all I really have to do is just be willing to come back to the present moment to just be open to the possibility that maybe people aren't feeling about me and thinking about me the way that I think that they are. That, I, that just being open to the fact that I could be wrong. And there again, I don't want to get caught up in, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I don't want to get caught up in trying to prove myself wrong or to keep track of when I'm right or wrong. This is really beyond this. I really want to focus on making sure that I'm doing what I need to do to have joy in my life, to be of service to other people, to do the work that I need to do, to actually be willing to be in life, to be around people, to, uh, to actually uh, give myself a chance and give them a chance. And I know that if I'm busy thinking self-defeating thoughts about myself, you know, in other words, thinking self-defeating thoughts and convincing myself that I know things are a certain way, I can't really be open to how they really are at all. And in fact, there may be numerous opportunities in front of me to really be able to communicate with people at a deeper level and really be with them and groove with them and, and to be able to learn from other people and at the same time just in, and not be afraid to, uh, you know, for the, for find, you know, to, for the consequences that may happen that, you know, that I think may happen because I think they feel about me a certain, feel a certain way about me or they're thinking a certain way about me. Um, I don't have to do all that. I can actually just, 
And there again, I can just be in life. And if for some reason, I really am convinced, and I had that a couple times this week, where I was in situations with people, and I knew that I was busy thinking thoughts about it. I knew that I was really caught up in this. And even when I caught myself doing this and just let go of it. I just decided to no longer give these thoughts energy anymore. I didn't want to add uh, or to make anything any more difficult by really getting wrapped up in believing anything that I was thinking about how this felt to me and how I thought that it all is or was in this case. And that really, in some ways allowed me to, even though I really felt like something in in a few of these cases, that things really were off, that they didn't feel right, that it allowed me to learn an an even more deeper lesson. Sometimes I'm just basically picking up on energy. We all have the capacity to do that. Certain things that are going on may have nothing to do with us. It may have literally nothing to do with us personally, but because of the fact that we sometimes pick up on things, it can be very easy to, and this is really what I want to say most importantly, that it is very easy and very tempting to think that if things feel off for some reason or don't feel right with other people or in situations with other people, that to jump to the conclude to mindlessly jump to the conclusion that it has to be my fault it has to well even if it's not my fault if it had but it has to do with me i'm i am so busy making this so incredibly personal that there may in fact be something going on and i had that happen once in a situation where i was dealing with people in an organization only to find out later that, yes, there were some things that did seem very off, so to speak. There were some things, there was definitely some tension uh, in the room, so to speak, and I was picking up on it. And there again, this isn't to say, hey, look at me, I was right. There's To me, that's really hollow and empty. I don't, to being right, really, at the, at the end of the day for me, does not, is not something that I'm really going to cherish or hold on to. It's just that, yes, there were things going on, but it come, I come to find out later, or came to find out later in this case, that there were some organizational dynamics happening. There were some issues going on in terms of the organization that were causing some tensions between people. And I just happened to be in the middle of that. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't their fault. Uh, there's no victim in this case. There's no perpetrators. There's no victims. It's just where I found myself. And I know that if I can get more effective at just sitting with these feelings and not needing to think about them, not needing to react to them, not needing to come to any conclusions about what I think is happening, and just be willing to be who, be myself and do my best and just take it one moment at a time without overthinking it, that I really can live life and and be in those situations because if I'm trying to avoid being in situations where I'm uncomfortable or I'm picking up on vibes, so to speak, you know, from other people or from groups of people, if I'm going to just live my life trying to avoid that, I'm going to be really closed off. I'm going to miss opportunities to be a part of things that are happening with groups of people. And if I do that, I'm really not being fair to them. I'm not being fair to myself. I'm not really letting myself be in life and be willing to take the risks of being around groups of people and sometimes being subject to to group dynamics. I don't have to be afraid of that because at the end of the day, if I do feel like things are off, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. 
and as weird as it sometimes can feel. And I assure you, this week, you know, this particular situation felt really, really weird that all I really had to do was just be aware that suddenly I am interpreting that weirdness to mean that it has something to do with me. Certainly, somehow, I have done something to these people. And it's amazing how even when I know rationally that I have not done anything, and there again, I don't want to revel in or celebrate the fact that I'm innocent, so to speak, but what it, this is really about is just if I, if I know that I did not do anything, it's not that it's in a prideful way. It's just that I know that if I didn't do anything to make this situation what it is, then I know that. And then I can, and, and even if I'm not for sure, it's okay to not be sure as well. And so to really tie all this together, what I'm finding is that this is not really about being right about what, you know, what I think is going on about what I think, how I think that it all is. I don't have to really always, you know, be uh, keeping score of whether it has something to do with me or not, or whether it's my fault. Clearly, if it is, I want to do everything I can to make it right and to remedy the situation. But if I'm really not sure, I want to be able to live in what I call live in the not sureness. I guess is what you would call that, not being sure about it. And there's so many things in life that are so ambiguous that we really don't know for sure. And I know sometimes that can, you know, that can really make people uncomfortable. It can really eat away at us, so to speak. But this is another benefit of mindfulness practice in that so much of life can be ambiguous. So much of life can be uncertain. We just really don't have any way of knowing. And if I can engage in a practice that allows me to just breathe in and out, and to be with the uncertainty and to be with not being sure about whether this has anything to do with me or not. Because I don't want to be so needy to the point that every time I feel this way, I need to ask for everyone's reassurance. I don't think that really feels good either. And I don't think that's really a, uh, a healthy way for me to relate to other people. If I really do think that I have possibly done something, yes, I do think that I, I certainly want to speak up and offer you know a proactive apology uh, if it's due to someone or to a group of people. But I don't want to be caught up in my own head somewhere else other than here where it's all happening convincing myself that it is me and convincing myself that somehow I'm responsible for this and it really is okay and there again this this may be you know for everyone else this may be very simple and very easy but for me it's been a tremendous struggle and that's why I want to share it it really is okay for me to not be sure if other people seem to be off or seem to be different for some reason. There are so many reasons that have nothing to do with me. And there again, if they do, if it does have something to do with me, I just don't want to always, you know, be mindlessly believing that it does have something to do with me. If I can just be open to, if I can really sit with this for a while and feel like, you know, maybe it is me. And I realize there are times when I, I'm clearly, I don't have the luxury of doing that. If I'm in the middle of working, if I need to be taking care of my responsibilities, if there are tasks that need to be done, I don't have the time to sit quietly and critically think about these things. So what I need to do is just mindfully cope. I know that I may, there are maybe some, there may be some questions in my mind 
and that I don't have to resolve them right this moment. It's not really as much of an emergency as I think it is. And that's another one of these lessons that mindfulness practice has taught me, that many times things are not as much of an emergency as I sometimes think that they are. And the, the questions don't need to be answered as soon as I think that they do, because I can live in the paradox of, of maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I, you know, maybe it's my fault, maybe it isn't my fault. Uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I, you know, I don't know. And just being able to live with not knowing sometimes seems like an insurmountable uh, thing to ask from a human being. Sometimes it is just not easy to live this way. But I know that there are sometimes I don't have the luxury of getting to the bottom of whatever it is and answering these things and, you know, resolving the uncertainty and resolving the not knowing whether you know I you know I have something to do with this or not that I can actually live a much more effective life and trust that when I need the answers they will come and that I can live without them and I don't have to put everything on hold and get lost in my head trying to figure it out before I can move on in life because life is already I'm sure is is you know it appears to me and many people that I've spoken with that life keeps moving as it does it doesn't wait for us to resolve all of these questions and uncertainties and so mindfulness practice allows me to be able to just sit with these things and live and cope with the not knowing and not being so sure and it also allows me to, most importantly, to be able to pay attention to when I am starting to think and believe and hold on to these beliefs that somehow people are not okay with me and that things are not all right. And even if they are really truly not all right, and if these people truly are a person or people don't feel good about us, that I can have faith and trust in my own abilities to be able to communicate with them. And if there is anything that needs to be resolved or dealt with, that I can deal with it and it really all will be okay. That is really the benefit of mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice.